0: Hello, busy professionals, and welcome to the You Deserve a Luxury Vacation podcast. I am happy today because we are going to be discussing Thailand. A lot of people have been coming to me asking about Thailand, especially for a luxury vacation. So we're going to get right into it. Welcome to the You Deserve a Luxury Vacation Podcast, where we help busy professionals with valuable tips and inspiration to plan their next luxury vacation. Your host is Belvin Baldwin II, an award-winning travel advisor and owner of Showtime Travel. He will educate and entertain you on this journey by speaking with some of the top luxury travel suppliers. So let's get started, because you deserve a luxury vacation. Hello busy professionals. We have Amanda here. She's one of our on-location partners in Thailand. How are you doing Amanda?
1: I'm good, Belvin. How are you doing?
0: I am well and thank you for joining us on the podcast here. I just want to jump right into it, you know, kind of tell us a little bit about your role and, you know, what you do in Thailand.
1: Yeah, of course. So, I'm the sales director for Exo Travel. So, we're a business-to-business Uh, travel supplier. So we're basically the in-destination specialist. So we create product, bespoke experiences, have pools of guides, Um, And we partner with um, Showtime Travel and others to create bespoke experiences for their clients. So we have quite big teams all in destinations um, in Thailand um, to create really custom experiences. And I basically help our partners use our teams and our resources um, in destination.
0: That's great to know, because uh, a lot of busy professionals come to us and they want real personalized experiences. And, you know, they, they're they looking for customized experiences. Usually people come to us to celebrate kind of a milestone birthday or some type of event. So could you kind of tell us what are some of the more popular experiences in Thailand?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, there's a huge wide range of experiences um, that are popular within Thailand. So Uh, Bangkok is on a lot of people's bucket list, So, you know, the urban environment and dining and seeing things like the Grand Palace and Wat Po. Um, And then uh, up in the north, there's um, quite a lush landscape. So the city of Chiang Mai is surrounded by elephant sanctuaries and national parks. Um, and there's quite a range of beautiful hotels up there as well in the countryside and, and um, what we call the Golden Triangle, which is where Thailand, Laos and Myanmar all meet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another really popular experience is the island hopping, of course. So Thailand's known for its beautiful lime car scenery that shoots up from the bay, both in the Gulf and on the Andaman Sea. Um, so a lot of our luxury clients will have a private, uh, like speedboat experiences at their own pace, hopping around the islands as well.
0: Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it seems like you could do a little bit of urban city. You can do islands. You could do the beach, a variety of different experiences. So when it comes to, uh, kind of customization, can you give me an example of kind of what you've done in the past to kind of customize a personal experience in thailand
1: oh yeah i mean we can really do it all you just have to let us know um you know about what your clients are looking for Um, and like you said we do have a lot of special occasions so just some examples we'll set up some really um kind of mind-blowing you know beach renewal for clients as well for Mm -hmm. a special occasion and then there are some niche experiences as well. Just um, we had a client interested in Muay Thai, for example, and we did ring side seats and then behind the scenes access for them. Oh, um, and, wow. we do, yeah. <laughs> and we do similar things for people like interested in the arts where they can go to like private galleries. So there's a lot uh, to customize and, and to do in terms of just uh, each individual interests.
0: Yeah, it just seems like, uh, especially I can't think of the movie, but you, I'm pretty sure you know the uh, the movie. Uh, it's it's about the the bachelor party in Bangkok. Uh, gosh, Hangover, I think, Hangover, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> everybody, said, everybody kind of talks about Hangover in, in in Bangkok, but there's so many different ways that you can experience there. I know a lot of people talk about. Um, let's, we've talked about uh, Bangkok, of course, but. Could you kind of talk about Phuket and um, and what you can do there? Because it kind of seems like a lot of people want to stay in Bangkok and then also stay in Phuket.
1: Yes. So Phuket's very popular for certain times of year. And then there's another e- beach area called uh, the Gulf where Koh Samui is. Um, so there's beach options year round. So Phuket, oh, wow. the best time to go there is November through to March. And it's actually quite big. It takes two and a half hours to drive from one side of Phuket all the way to the tip. Um, so it's bigger than what a lot of people think. And then within Phuket, there's many different beaches and each beach has a different vibe, whether it's quiet, whether it has kind of big resorts next to golf courts, there's ones that are quite bustling that have a lot of bars and like more party scene. So just dependent on the client's interest, we can Mm -hmm. hone in on the right hotel and neighborhood for them um, so that they're next to the types of restaurants, bars, activities that they wanna be in. Um, But regardless of where they're staying in Phuket, there's an old town. So you can do cultural touring as well, such as food tours. Um, Big Buddha, um, and then the island hopping, like I talked about before, um, around the Similan I- Islands or other places in the Adamant Sea. So there is quite a range. A lot of people will take time for spa spa, and some R&R, um, okay. you know, mixed with perhaps some cultural touring, food tours, cooking class. There are also elephant sanctuaries that are very responsible and pass our um, sustainability right. tests yes. as well um, <laughs> in Phuket. So, honestly, you know, you could go to Phuket for 10 days and do something different every day. Right. Um, so, there is quite a, quite a large range of things to do for sure.
0: So, when it comes to this, you know, you, you're seeing a variety of different, uh, I'm just thinking of a variety of different itineraries in my head. Americans have a certain amount of time off, you know, their PTOs, they, you know, so I usually say at minimum seven days. What can you kind of experience in seven days there? Do you you know, in in Thailand?
1: Yeah, so it's really hard, but I know yeah, it's seven days. <laughs> narrowing narrowing down, if people right. just had seven days, I would probably recommend Bangkok and Chiang Mai. And the reason is because bangkok you know great international flights it's very bustling and you'll see the most important cultural sites for uh the thai people you know the grand palace for example Mm -hmm. um and you can do a huge range of things just in and around the bangkok area and then contrastly if you go up north to chiang mai which is the northern cultural hub that's when you'll be able to do like more of the national parks get a little bit more in the countryside and also see some important temples and local life. Um, So I think those two areas contrast quite a bit, and you can get a really good feel for Thailand just in seven days, just with those two areas.
0: Those two areas, got Mm -hmm. it, got it. And for the people who want to stay longer, let's just say 10 to 14, what would you add on there?
1: Yeah, so your typical nine-night stay you could do three nights Bangkok three nights Chiang Mai three nights beach so I think that breaks everything up quite nicely okay. um and then the is the limit if you have more time um there are areas for example south of Thailand where you can see um elephants in the wild. There's Ooh. places um, called like Sukotai Thai uh, that are just south of Chiang Mai that have UNESCO sites. And there's areas kind of in the north as well. The north is where it's mountainous. Okay. Um, so you can go to Chiang Rai, which is a city next to Chiang Mai um, and the Golden Triangle area I talked about. There's some luxury hotels there. Um, with uh, elephant sanctuaries on site. So that's some really cool product to add a few nights, as well as an area called Pai. um, And it's really good for trekking, local life. Um, In addition to that, there's much more beaches that you can do outside of Phuket. So if um, some clients that have more time, they might break up a beach stay um, to get a feel for Phuket and maybe another area as well.
0: So those sound like some hidden gems out there. Hopefully my listeners were able to, to catch those. Uh, if, uh, it seems like, you know, a lot of people talk about Bangkok and Phuket, but I think you talked about Chiang Mai, which is another one out there that you really can take advantage of. And the great thing about it is, I feel that you, you get a sense of feel of, you can have that luxury feel and you can have that local feel. Is there a way to kind of, what type of accommodations do you find uh, in, 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 in Bangkok? Well, in Thailand, because it have like I've seen everything from four seasons and up. So,
1: yeah, I mean, the sky's the yes. limit. <laughs> um, at your luxury level, you can start at kind of a more local boutique style. So there are some smaller properties um, that really have a nice local feel. Um, um, local character um, and those are really really good in Southeast Asia region. Um, and then yes, you have your international brands such as Mandarin Oriental, Capella, Four Seasons. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have city style hotels in places like Bangkok. But then right. outside of Bangkok, you do have a lot of more like local architecture style for some of the best brands, and those can be absolutely amazing. Um, and same on on beach, you do have. Um, hotels that are a little bit more geared toward couples and then some hotels that are geared toward families. So we can really hone in on the best options, but there is no lack of luxury hotel options <laughs> in Thailand. That's for sure. The only areas is, um, is like way off the grid, you know, right. maybe there might be more eco lodges. Um, but in you know the main area, there is multiple choices. So we really just hone in on the client's style um, right. and try to get the best fit for them. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it just seems like it has a variety of different, different things out there. I know when I was there, um, I was able to do, uh, what was it? It was the, uh, the, I was able to drink the elephant beer. And elephant bear was just amazing uh, as well. So I was, I was, <laughs> I don't know if you ever tried the elephant bear when you were there.
1: <laughs> there's tiger, there's lion. I don't know. I actually normally like tiger is the most popular.
0: Okay. Maybe um, maybe it's different now because I, I just remember, <laughs> it was a big can and they told me, yeah, try this elephant bear. So, hey. <laughs> it's, that's it's funny. Different.
1: A lot of things will have elephants on them. So and there's a lot of good good loggers and pretty cheap.
0: Let's talk about the food. I mean we talked about beer but uh, mm-hmm. you know what what type of food what's the food scene out there?
1: Oh, that's a highlight for me personally. So okay. I'm kind of basic. I like um, a lot of the dishes that are known here like uh, pad CU or Pad Thai. like those are two of my favorite foods. Um, okay. But locally, you can get um, so much more, and it does vary throughout the regions. Um, okay. So like papaya salad, for example, they use a lot of coriander, fresh herbs. Um, and then they have like a lot of local noodle dishes, quite a lot of meat dishes as well. All right. um, but all fresh flavors and different variations of spice. If you do <laughs> like spice, um, right. sky's the limit in Thailand. So a lot of our clients will do... Um, street food experiences, which get really highly rated. We, we of course, vet all the suppliers, but um, it's really um, kind of a nice bustling scene within the cities when you're doing the street food with our food guides. Right. Um, and then also a range of like behind the scenes and Michelin experiences as well. There's quite a range of Michelin options, especially within Bangkok. Okay. Um, and they can be some of the best restaurants in the world. Very, very highly rated from street food Michelin, one Michelin star, and, and some two Michelin star, okay. um, and at a really good value compared to what you're going to pay in Europe or the U.S. or something like that for right, a same, right. same caliber restaurants. So most of our clients will do a mix of, um, you know, street food with guided experience, local restaurants, and then the high end as well.
0: Okay, great, great. Now that that brings me to another question. I'm glad you stated that, Why do you think, what's the America's appeal to Thailand? Why do you think a lot of Americans, especially, you know, I got a lot of pushback during COVID because it was closed for so long. So many people were ready to go. So why do you think Americans like Thailand so much?
1: Oh, it's been really popular. You know, I think it's for a few reasons. Um, I think people naturally tend to want to go somewhere that their friends might have gone. And a lot of people might have a friend who has gone to Thailand. So it becomes... little less daunting than perhaps some other more exotic destinations if you will um there is a very good entry policy and flight connections so um you know u.s passport holders can get in very easily and they have a very active uh tourism board promoting the country um and people can easily um get flights and i do see a lot of travel polls as well and bangkok keeps rising and is really on the top now of um, um, visited um, on bucket lists for where people want to visit for cities. So, Mm -hmm. you know, traditionally you always get the European cities and I like to see some Asian cities, including Bangkok, really high on the list now. So I just think it's easy and, you know, there's a lot of appeal of different things you can do. Mm
0: -hmm. Exactly. I think that's what's, what's, what's great about it. Now, what would you say, I know you kind of in in a past conversation here, you talked about the currency exchange. Do you think that, is that a reason? Is it a good currency exchange from the bot to the U S dollar?
1: Yeah. I mean, I missed that reason. Cause what you don't, uh, you know, it's a long flight, but once you get past that, you get to Thailand and it's, it's a very, very good value. So, Um, you know, the money you need to kind of travel around and go dining, for example, or tipping or just Uh shopping. Um, yeah, it's a really favorable exchange and it tends to be a very good value destination compared to a lot of, uh, you know, the Western, um, nations. So, yeah.
0: I think one of the best things from my visit was, uh, the tailor-made suits. Um, a lot of men go out, and men go out there and they get tailor-made suits and you can get a tailor-made suit and have it done in two days. Uh, Yeah. You know, is that, do you, do you hear that with some of your people that go there? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so you can go straight to the shop and choose there and they're very, very helpful and you can chat with them. They'll tell you the turnaround time. Um, It's best to go, of course, on your first day within the city. Um, Or you can actually go as far to bring a picture of uh, mm-hmm. something you like, whether you already have it, you can bring an item of clothes, you can bring a picture. Uh, so a lot of clients do like to do that if they have time. Um, and again, it's a really good value compared to a similar experience somewhere else. Yeah.
0: Yes, it is a very great mm-hmm. value. I mean, mm-hmm. to have a, a tailor-made suit right there with good quality as well. I mean, it, you get to pick out the the, uh, the different styles and and look at the, uh, the material. Uh, what's the world? 100% what's world? I mean they 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 really go far to make sure it's the right fit for you and uh that's one of the great things do you see a lot of uh you know I'm speaking from a guy's perspective but do you see women go there as well To, to oh yeah yeah okay oh yeah
1: similar similar you can have there are um like ones that you can get dresses as well but a lot of women um get suit dresses or suits as well so we've had a woman do it as uh just as much
0: OK, great, yeah. great, great. Yeah. Wow. So w- when we talked about the flight there and, uh, you know, I think that's probably one of the challenges, if any, when it comes there, it comes to it. I know when I flew, I stopped in Tokyo and then I went straight into Bangkok from there. What do you mm-hmm. usually see as far as flights Uh Going to Bangkok? What do you, which, you know, how how long is the flight? Where where are the layovers, etc.?
1: Yeah, so it can really range just based on the hub, but it's always going to be around one stop out of the U.S. So, just using Atlanta as an example, um, you are you're going to stop in a hub somewhere and that will be dependent on the air carrier that you're flying so korean air is a big um atlanta it has a hub in atlanta where you would lay over in seoul and then connect into bangkok that way you flew through tokyo on japan air maybe and then Mm -hmm. uh, connect in that way and then aside from the main asian hubs like you can fly through um Hong Kong and Cathay Pacific is a great option. Um, Very popular routings are also through the Middle East. Um, Some of the best carriers in the world, such as Qatar Airways or Emirates, Mm -hmm. uh, route through Doha um, and Dubai. So the total trip time um, is around the same, say, 22-ish hours, give or take. Uh Um, but just the different legs might be different, um, lengths in time. That's all Um, just depending on where you lay over. Mm
0: -hmm. Good, good, good. Yeah. So I know, you know, when people talk about it, that's why we say, you know, you want to take an ample amount of time. This is not, you know, if you're doing seven days, you're really pushing it. I mean, I don't know if you can even really do seven days. That's why we kind of started at nine days and and more, because I think, what is it? Is it a 12 hour time difference from the East coast?
1: Exactly. So it's almost exactly opposite. Mm -hmm.
0: Right. Exactly opposite. So you know, if you're looking for Thailand, um, I would suggest nine, ten minimum. uh, If you're trying to, if you're trying to get there, because you have to account for the flight time as well. Great. So, Amanda, I think we've talked a lot about Bangkok. I think we've got we we have our busy professionals. They've had a a lot of things to kind of take in when it comes to Bangkok. Now, I would, you know, we work together. And I think a lot of people, when it comes to traveling, they want to make sure that they're uh, especially taking this type of vacation, that they're, you know, that everything is correct and everything is okay. So could you kind of tell them our relationship and how important it is to work with a travel advisor?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, (laughs) if clients, I mean, the internet is just filled with data and no matter how many good reviews you see, you're also going to see bad ones. So people use travel advisors because they have a relationship with the people that are actually on the ground Um, And, you know, trusted suppliers in terms of the authenticity that they provide um, and the product and the guides and the experiences overall. Um, So, you know, and also the time it takes to plan a trip is quite significant, especially such a big trip where so much research is required. Um, And then on top of all of that, one of the biggest value adds is, you know, there are sometimes things that you can't control when you're traveling. You know, a storm might come through, a flight might get canceled, and we provide 24-7 support for our partners. So if it is the middle of the night um, and you, you know partner with us, then um, the clients can of course call us and we take care of everything seamlessly. So we really make sure um, we take care of our partners and, you know, mutual clients together. So it's a huge time saver and it can be a huge money saver as well. Um, And, you know, not having to think um, because most, all of our clients, you know, they arrive in Thailand, they have a signboard. And they say, that's my guide. And then you just go off. So you literally yes. don't have to think at all about like, where am I going? And that takes a lot of time and a lot of energy when you're traveling. So our clients want everything taken care of. They don't have to think. They just follow their guide, ask questions and just enjoy. So that's that's our goal. Well,
0: that's you know, that's what our clients like to hear, because I know they you know, I definitely work with busy professionals and they want to make sure that they uh, that they that their time is, is valued. And that's what we try to do is make sure that they're not on vacation trying to plan a vacation. Another thing is to make sure that they have that support there while they're on the ground. I always say, you know, even though we're not there, we always have somebody there for you. You're never alone. So uh, we want to make sure of that. Uh, Amanda, I, I'm so happy that you you, you know you got on the show and you, and you talked to us about Thailand because a lot of people have been coming to me about Thailand. I'm glad we were able to speak uh, and. Just to let all our listeners know, Amanda is kind of a, a, a specialist of all of Asia. and She may be back here to talk about other countries as well. So uh, if you have any questions regarding any parts, not only Thailand, but any parts of Asia, just DM me or email me and let me know. Uh, we're also going to give you guys a, a freebie, kind of an itinerary. So you will leave the link in the comments to make sure you click on that link. And we'll give you an example of some of the great itineraries that we make. Uh, when it comes to Thailand. But if you have any questions regarding Asia and overall, just make sure that you contact us so we can make sure that we can also have that as another show, or we can get that information to you. Now, Amanda, I know I've been talking a lot, but is there anything that maybe I forgot that you can uh, help us out with, or if there's anything that you want to say regarding Thailand?
1: Oh, that's a really good question. I mean, Take a look at the sample program um, and that's kind of a really nice off the beaten path and main um, like classic areas program. And you know just keep in mind that everything can really be highly customized. Um, the cool news is, is uh, the flight connections are much better than they were during COVID. We did have a period of time where, you know, the flights were an issue and that's not the case anymore. And then um, if you can, as Belvin mentioned, it is popular. So especially for, you know, the peak seasons or heavy travel periods, just plan ahead if you can um, so that you can get all your first choices and have, you know, something to look forward to. So
0: Great, great. And uh, We probably stated this, but uh, let's just reiterate it. What are some what are the peak seasons and what are the seasons that are the rainy season so we can avoid those times?
1: Yeah, there are microclimates. So I don't want to, you know, there Thailand is a year round destination. It does see visitors year round. The busiest time that, you know, comes with the least amount of rain is November through March. So right in there is a Christmas New Year, so that's Christmas New Year's is the busiest time. But New- November through March typically has the least amount of rain, and then September ish tends to be the rainiest. So, okay. um, but you know. It is a year round destination. And then just based on the client's interest, we can go to certain areas that will have less rain for the beach. For example, Koh Samui has an opposite rain season than Phuket. So there are our options. Yes. But um, (laughs) November through March is is typically the driest.
0: See, that's why we're here, because even if you you plan during that time, we can redirect you to the to the least amount of rain if this. During that season, so exactly. and the great thing about it is, just like Amanda stated, Thailand is a year-round destination, so it's it's you you don't have to avoid a specific date or anything of that nature. Well, great. Well, I think uh, I think that was a great. You know, we we answered a lot of questions there, and uh, uh, I, Amanda, I want to thank you again for for uh, talking about Thailand. I know it's probably going to be more questions. Make sure that everybody clicks on that link below. That we're going to have uh we're going to make sure that we get you that great information that you're looking for um if you need anything when it comes to uh to you know to discussing a uh, itinerary or anything visit showtimetravel.com and click on the you deserve a luxury vacation uh, link or uh, design my luxury experience link and we can set up a free consultation for you Amanda, thank you again. And remember, every busy professional, contact us because you deserve a luxury vacation. Thank you for listening to the You Deserve a Luxury Vacation podcast. Please visit ShowtimeTravel.com to plan your next luxury vacation. Also, subscribe to the Showtime Travel channel on YouTube and Instagram for more luxury vacation inspiration.